Hello, everyone. I'm Yixing. I'm Xuemeng. This week, we are talking about design thinking and design. Xuemeng, what do you think about the form of thinking? Actually, I learned deductive reasoning, inductive reasoning, abductive reasoning, and design thinking. Oh, that's interesting. So, Xuemeng, could you give me further explanation for deductive thinking? Yes. Deductive reasoning is when you start with statements and uses to reach、um, logically certain conclusions. So, do you have examples of deductive reasoning? Oh yes, I do. I think、uh, when we look at a timetable for transportation, take a train for example.、Uh, if I wanna get to Adelphi University from Brooklyn, and it usually takes me fifty-five minutes. And how I resolve this conclusion is using the deductive reasoning because I check the timetable. Before and I know the travel time is going to be fifteen minutes, so I build out a correlation, use the idea I saw before, and I know when it uh whenever I want to travel from Brooklyn to Adelphi, then it's uh have the result fifty five minutes. I think that's my example of deductive reasoning. Uh, Shimon, how about the inductive reasoning? Do you can you explain more? Yes, inductive reasoning is the opposite in that you start with specific observations and use those to make、um, broader generalizations and inferences. And I want to share my example. My friend told me she received a ring from his boyfriend, and I used deductive reasoning to guess. They are going to marry. Okay, so I thought there is one more reasoning. It's called abductive reasoning. Could you explain this as well? Yes, abductive reasoning is when we have to make decision without a complete information by reasoning the most likely outcomes and based on the available data. Okay, so I gonna provide my abductive reasoning example, uh, because. I used to work at a school, and the student when they the first day they come to school, we need to、uh, classify their ability based on their English ability. But sometimes we don't have material with us, then we can only use oral test to find out the student's English ability. So without the income,、uh, without the complete information. I need to base on my prior experience and fundamental skills to find out the solution and give our verdict. I think this is a adaptive reasoning example. Do the oral test based on their their interaction with me and put them in the right class. Okay, let's move on to this week's TED Talk. Shimon, what do you learn from the TED Talk? Um, I learned design thinking is very useful, and we use design thinking in our daily life because design thinking is generally defined as an analytic and creative process that engages a person in opportunities to experiment, create, and prototype models, gather feedback, and redesign. The time that we live in demand innovation. For example, it is impossible for a business to really make waves without innovating. Design thinking is the tool for innovation. Too many once massively successful companies have disappeared into oblivion by believing what worked before will work. Times have changed. Customer have changed. 
and left times have changed, and the way we communicate has changed. In order for business to stay current, they must move with this change. What do you think about TED Talk? Okay, I think the design and design thinking is based on the human center, and design should not be used as a tool that just make profit. It should be used like a tool to help humans' life more enjoyable. And we use a prototype to move ideas quickly, and it shows the ideas' advantage and disadvantage. And design can help people to live more convenient and easy. And some sometimes it can make make huge impact, like the uh example that Shemong is going to provide. Um, I want to share. One of the example is Japanese toilet. Their toilets have features most Westerns have never dreamed of, including background noise to cover any sound that the user may, and a warm cleansing spray, self-warming seat, built-in water-saving sink, and other impressive features. Wow, this design is really human-centered, and I think it's eco-friendly. We don't have to use a wet wipe anymore. So, do you have? Any other examples? Yes, um, I want to share the example of taxi doors in Japan. They are controlled by a button up front and swing open really fast, and they are twice as great when it's raining out. Wow, that's really convenient. So when it's raining day, we don't have to worry about open the door. When we carry a lot of Uh, shopping bags. We don't have to worry about get wet. Yes, I think uh, these are designs are based on human centered. So yes, I want to add one thing that uh in a talk in a tech talk, uh Tim mentioned about the first step for design is asking the right question and start with human. I think um when when we need to design something, we need to use different. Uh, perspective, and we 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 don't only think about drivers' perspective, but also think about how the passengers feeling. Do you have something to add? Yes, I think uh, Tim bring out an idea how he use the prototype. He say when we design a thing, a prototype can coverage and make choice. Then the step is diverge and create choice. But I think. When it occurred to people's interaction with each other or communication, it should be reversed. Because if we are all disagree with something, how can we make choice first? Uh, to agree or disagree, to respect individual, I think we create some options. We made more options, and it can cover the diverge. Then we. Can converge and make choices. And actually, I think silent game is very interesting. It can use in teaching and learning. I know you have experience about teaching children. So, do you think silent game is useful? I think actually, to be honest, in the reading, when I first time, it's my first time to see how silent game can be used in a different game like this. Uh, in the when I first see the reading, I don't understand the content, so I read many times, and I, in the in in the result, I think it's basically uh participant A B C. Participant A has to build build up a building with Lego, and without saying a word, can can cannot communicate with 
participant B, and participant B is going to observe whatever participant A's logic and patterns and imitate him. And participant C need to uh, write down every step and everything during the process. But uh, my experience, because I work it at a uh, school and my participants are very young, so I'm not able to use this type of games in my teaching. But uh, for the kid, when the kids they are very rowdy, they are, they make a lot of noise. They cannot stay focused. Normally. I will use silent gain. My silent gain's usage is like uh, I make them close their eyes and they uh, count one to ten silently in their mind. When I clap my hands, they have to open their eyes. Normally, it will calm the kids down and make them stay focused again. I I partly agree with the author. I think the silent gain can use in education field as well, but. I'm still have a doubt of for the way he's using in the reading, where that's gonna make people to learn more, because it's very difficult for people to imitate other people's behavior, even though in the reading they are talking about they use a similar background participant like one is one is engineer and one is architecture yeah so they have a similar logic but they still cannot figure out each other that's my opinion for the silent game oh uh, yes you help me to understand better about the silent game oh thank you shimon i think we pretty much talk about everything for this week right yes all things are useful as a future educator thank you for the time we hope you have a good weekend See you next time.